Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And yes, it's that time of the week. You have the two dashingly fabulous blondes in studio with you. Well, you're not in studio with us. We're in studio with each other. Well, kind of. Um, she's in France and I'm in Johannesburg. I'm Melanie Walker. And on the other side of the world, we have the owner, creator and news curator. Ha, ha, ha. For sapeople.com. Jenny Baxter, how are things in France this week? Hi, Mel. Things in France are really good. How are things in South Africa? Um, well, you know, we'll get onto that in a moment. Let's have some good news first. I see that you, I mean, I've been listening a bit to the news here and there. And because I, I have to be honest, I don't read news. All the news that I do get is either from you, from your website, or from the occasions when I'm driving in my car and not shouting at people for driving badly. Uh, so <laughs> tell me some, give me some good news. It's, it's raining here in Johannesburg. Yeah, I haven't had power for a few days. But, you know, just keeping the sunny side up, even if the sun is not out. Oh, we've got a really sunny, it's incredible. It's the end of October and we've booked a day at the beach again today because we just keep thinking it's going to be the last sunny day. But it's beautiful. There is so much good news happening in South Africa. I think that South Africa just cleaned up in Doha at the FINA World Cup swimming. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, we came third again, which is which is really incredible. And it's some young teenagers that are just scooping all the gold medals. And then, of course, the Cricket World Cup, the T20 World Cup, mm-hmm. we won yesterday against the West Indies, having lost before to England, I mean to Australia. And then next up, we've got Sri Lanka on Saturday. I just thought I should mention such a beautiful, you know, I'm sure you know about Quentin de Kock not playing yesterday. Mm. Is, is he the guy that refused to take the knee? Correct, correct. Mm. And that has made international news. Was it Lewis Hamilton who started the whole thing? Who was who? The, um, the, the Formula One driver. Yeah, I know Lewis Hamilton, but I, I don't know if he started it, but that could explain why so many people were anti his lovely news. I don't know if you saw last week, Lewis Hamilton said, you know, they've expanded the F1 in Formula One in America. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'd really like to see us expanding back into Africa, particularly back in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was fantastic news. And instead, uh, you know, so many South Africans were, were really horrible. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so maybe that's why. So anyway, there's that happening. Um, so you got, uh, they won the West, West Indies and the next thing is happening. On Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, at the in, at midday. So hopefully we'll we'll knock them for six again. Correct. I know we yeah. won so well yesterday. That was so good. And um, oh, and then we've we've got a lovely story that will touch a lot of expats' hearts, written by Joanne Fedler, who is an author. So it's written beautifully, um, mm-hmm. poignantly, and it's about she's in South Africa right now, about to go back to. Australia, and she's just written this piece. She's been in Australia for 20 years, but South Africa will always be her first love. She will never stop longing for South Africa. At the same time, she loves Australia and how, you know, the red earth country welcomed her with open arms. So she talks about going back with this sad, glad feeling. Mm. And, and I think many expats feel that sad gladness. So it's worth yeah. reading to, to, to relate. It's always nice getting back if you've been away for quite a while and you and especially if you come back in in sort of summer after a thunderstorm 
and you can just smell Africa, that wonderful smell. Yeah, yeah, that is true. There's a name for that, actually. Petricor. Ah, oh, of course you know the word. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of a, that's the name of the rain. But I, I'm thinking more of the the earth, the, the earth, the, the smell that comes off in Africa, off the earth, is different to what it smells like in Europe and other places around the world. To be honest with you, it's, it is a very kind of mm, right down in your gut kind of smell. Yeah, and the, yeah. the, the rain has been playing havoc here in Johannesburg. Um, and uh, you know, we're sitting here and going, was it the rain that took out our power? Or no, because of course we, it's just been announced right now while I'm speaking to you, by the way, yeah. um, that we are now going to stage four load shedding apparently. Um, and this like six, seven, five days before elections, um, I'm sitting and thinking, I thought that the, you know, the, the, the ruling party would kind of make sure that there's no rolling blackouts um, <laughs> going into the elections. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I think everybody's very frustrated at the moment, to be honest with you. It's been... Oh, yeah, let's, let's How just see what happens. How are children doing with, with matric exams and everything? Well, you know, this is the thing. When you have no power for three days and you've got um, three teenagers trying to study for their exams, it's been a bit pro- a problematic. And I mean, you know, it's it's actually not just your own kids that are, are having to deal with it. When one of the news reports um, is a whole bunch of people sitting there and saying, OK, because of the rolling blackouts, we, we need you to actually, as parents and as family of matrics who are about to write, especially a lot of the kids now having to study by candlelight because they don't have power because of the rolling blackouts. Um, it, matric exams brought forward, of course, because of the elections happening, because, you know, they, they were supposed to only start later. You know that there's something not that great when this is what your matrix who are at the most probably stressful time of their lives are having to deal with when it's on the news with people yeah. saying, just spare a thought for all of the matrix. And if you're a family of the matrix, give them as much encouragement as you can. And that was, um, I heard that on Hot uh, 1027 yesterday. So I was sitting and thinking, okay, so I've just been charging up phones at friends' houses and charging up lights because, of course, with them being in COVID and most of their work going online, a lot of their stuff is on their computers or on their phones, which they haven't had access to because no Wi-Fi and no power. Because, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's the big difference because when I was a kid in Salt Rock, our lights went out all the time. We always yeah. had power failures. And I did my homework by candlelight or learned for exams with candles often. But everything was on paper. So mm. as long as you didn't burn it, you could still learn, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, this is different when you're relying on things online and you can't charge Yeah, technology. It. And you can't, you can't use your technology. That's absolutely horrible. Yeah, so um, let's just see. Hopefully, I mean, I'm a little ray of sunshine. What can I say? I'm always <laughs> going to be that sunshine. And I'm hoping that um, some good things will come about. I know there's a, a lot of – it interests me when you have a ward – Okay, and you look at who the people are who are running in the ward, and a lot of these people you've never even heard of, let alone the the political parties. You haven't heard of the parties or the people, and it turns out that of the twenty six people or twenty seven people running in your ward, only three live in the ward, and in yeah. fact, about twenty of those people are running in about forty other wards as well, not just in your ward. And can they win multiple awards? I, I would imagine so. I mean, if people vote for them, uh, but it's kind of really splitting the vote all over the place. So my, my advice to people is vote for people who live in your ward because they will have your best interests at heart because whatever happens to you will be happening to them. If you're voting Absolutely. for people who are out of your ward, you're never going to see them. Yeah. And especially if they're now taking different wards and here, there and everywhere, they're not going to be actually being able to come and address your needs. So that's just my takeaway for 
Yeah, <laughs> I will be voting for somebody you. in my ward and that's all there is to it. Right. Okay, so what else have we got that's great news for expats? Or I mean, you know, what is what is happening with the SA High Commission? I've been in touch with the High Commissioner, uh, Ms. Nomatemba Tambo, and she has very kindly agreed to answer questions from expats. So for all the South Africans living in the UK, you know, we've received so many questions about what's happening, what is the protocol at the moment, is the embassy open for pop-ins, lots of people who, you know, aren't hearing back from the embassy regarding mm. their passport application, renewals, etc., etc. So this is your opportunity if you're in the UK Send questions to admin at sapeople.com and we will forward all the questions to the High Commissioner. She has agreed to answer them. And we'll have that article probably in a week's time with all the questions and answers. So. Oh, well, maybe I should send my query to you. We're having problems, like, <laughs> even though South African citizens, uh, because we weren't born in South Africa, can't renew my passport online. Why not? Have to go, don't know. Maybe you can ask them that question. Why can't South African citizens who are living in South Africa actually renew their passports online? (laughs) I swear. But but can't you go into the bank? Oh, Mm, but that's still not online. You're still going into a bank. Yeah. You can't, most, most South African citizens can renew their passports and do the application online. So throw that at them at the same time. Most can, but you personally cannot. No, no, um, anybody who wasn't born in South Africa but is a South African citizen. Okay, okay, so it's because of you not being born in SA. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, but it's the same thing for overseas. It would, it would save so much time, so much work hours mm. if people overseas could also do that. Well, here's a good thing. Let's put it out. What questions of you, whether you're living in South Africa or abroad and you're listening to us right now, what questions do you have that you would like to have answered? You can send them all to Jenny. <laughs> admin at sapeople.com because no it's really great we really did get a lot of people we in fact we got a couple of people who already sent us a list of questions and said please can you ask the high commissioner this so we've been pushed and, and mm. we're going to do it because we we did do it during lockdown and it was really useful because a lot yeah. of people battled to get the questions from the embassy in well, thank you for your efforts on that one. I'm sure that a lot of people appreciate it in a world that's gone completely mad. The whole world is a sheet of flame. It is not. <laughs> it is gorgeous. And the most gorgeous place right now appears to be South Africa, in Africa. Did you see that with the World Travel Awards, which is very prestigious, that mm-hmm. um, Cape Town won. So, so now they've just done the Africa part of it. Yes. And Cape Town won Africa's leading city destination. Table Mountain was the top tourist attraction in Africa. The cable car, the top cable car. I didn't know there were other cable cars, but of course there must be. And, um, and then, <laughs> There's one and, in Michal at, at Hart of Beersburg Dam. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> must visit. And, um, and so end of November will be the world ones. Okay, so we, we're waiting with bated breath for that one, yeah? Yes. Okay. All right, and what is everything a South African needs to know about traveling to London? What does a South African need to know about traveling to London? Tell me about that. <laughs> okay, so, so that's an article that's been really useful to all the South Africans who are now racing over to London now that SA is no longer on the red list. And it's basically that you must fill in that passenger locator form, which mm-hmm. you can only do 48 hours before you, you travel, before you land, actually. And when you get there, within two days, you have to do a test, an antigen or PCR test. And 
you can do that before the two days is up. But it's, so it's, it's all the information like that compiled by the experts in South Africa to help everybody who's traveling through to, to England. And where would they find this information? On sapeople.com. Oh, oh, okay. So that's where it is, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, what else is there for news from expats? Uh, there's, there's, there's Kevin Fraser making everybody laugh about okay, what it's like. Who's Kevin Fraser? Oh, he's a South African comedian who lives in Australia. He's really good at accents, all kinds of accents, every type of South African accent, every type of foreign accent. He's, he's kind of like Trevor Noah, except he lives in Australia and he's not on The Daily Show. But, but, <laughs> no. but, he's, but he's really funny and he has a good following. And he's done a thing that's just short, but it's just so funny and so true. I watched it about 10 times in a row, which is called Essay is a Country. And it's just how often expats get asked, oh, you're from South Africa, but but like what country in South Africa and, you know, stuff like that. So It's funny how I was thinking the other day that they refer to Africa as a country a lot of the time. And like Africa's a continent, okay? Yeah. And then you meet people and you say, oh, I'm from South Africa. Oh, well, do you know my friend so-and-so? They live in Ghana. I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know all the time. But then I've got to say, you know, people, when people talk about Africa like that, and I know everyone in Africa says, oh, it's not fair. They think we're a country. But, you know, people in South Africa do the same to people in Europe. They think the whole of Europe is like a country. People talk about Europe like it's just one thing no you know? we do not oh people say oh That's europeans this and europeans that and and meanwhile you know no one I- italian and french person are the same well there must be, be one of the 70 percenters then the, only the 70 percenters <laughs> jenny not all of us <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so you you've got here at the top of the local good news the rhino oz first ct scan what what rhino oz what is Oz? So his name is Oz, and he was very sadly orphaned in 2015. Uh, he's an adult now, and it was Care for Wild Rhino Sanctuary that cared mm. for him and looked after him and released him back into the wild. But then the rhino patrollers who, who watch the rhino to make sure they're safe noticed that his face had become really expanded, really swollen. And so they performed the very first CT scan on an adult rhino in South Africa and it's got there's some really cute photos you know with him lying on his back with his legs in the air which has made a lot of people who go in for CT scans um, go oh my gosh is that what I look like (laughs) but the good news is that they discovered that he had um, he needed like root canal almost it was a, a, a tooth Oh, shame. Yeah. yeah. And he's been fixed. And he's much better. He's back at the sanctuary and he's back with his crash of rhino friends, which is. Oh, I like. She likes. She knows the collective noun. I think this is one of the best collective nouns. Yeah, <laughs> a crash of them. So, so yeah, and that's great. And, and, and the, the photos as well also show you know, what a team it was that, you know, trying to save the rhino species one rhino at a time requires mm. so many human beings. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's wonderful. They all came together, all these experts and caring people. And, yep, he's back on his feet. There's a lot, of, a lot of wonderful people in Africa, not just in South Africa, that are doing some amazing work when it comes to actually protecting our animals, which are 
really under pressure. And we're not just talking about rhinos, we're talking about pangolins, we're talking about our wild dogs. Um, I mean, so many animals that are just yeah. being kind of, you know, taken out and for all kinds of weird reasons, but anyway. That's one of the other stories this week is, you know, the great whites swimming to Dyer Island in the Western Cape mm-hmm. used to be considered absolutely suicidal. Nobody would swim at 7.7 kilometers, so not a lot of people would have wanted to swim it anyway. But, yeah. you know, it's known as shark, it used to be known as shark alley because, and, and as one of the greatest conglomerations, what's the word? When yeah. lots of people get together, okay. Well, and lots of sharks get together. Um, in <laughs> well, there's the a world. lot of those on land as well, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And now, uh, Devek Dutoy just made history, becoming the first human being to actually swim um, that shark alley to Dyer mm-hmm. Island and back. And the only reason he was able to do that was because there are so few sharks there now. And yeah. the reason there are so few sharks is because of mainly because of humans and because of like the shark nets in KwaZulu-Natal that yeah. are still being used. So, so they're making a documentary. I think it's called The Last Shark Documentary. And it's to raise awareness, you know, that it's not just sharks. It's the turtles. It's the dolphins. You know, they're all dying in these shark nets. Mm. And um, just so that we can have fun in the water. They live there. And we're killing them so that, you know, we can safely have a swim or a surf, which is just not right. Not right. No, it's not right. Especially when when the Western Cape has shown, you know, that you can have shark spotters and different types of of ways of keeping sharks away from the bathers. Well, I mean, you know, there's more people killed by chairs and by soggy biscuits every single year than have ever been killed by sharks. (laughs) Really? <laughs> Just as a matter of fact. Oh, by the way, if you want to see some amazing wildlife, um, uh, sorry, um, sea life footage, okay, I don't know if you do follow Andy Kutsia. No. Andy is also, he's a twin as well, by the way. He has a brother who lives in George who's identical to him. Andy Kutsia is a, f- a fly fisherman and he traveled all over the world, but now he's on the south coast and he's up Rocktail Bay. But he goes out free diving and puts up the most amazing footage of turtles and sharks and, I mean, everything from the Natal oh, coast beautiful. the whole way down to Alawal Shoal. So if you ever want to see some beautiful, beautiful footage, do go and have a look for him on Facebook. It's all over the place. Okay, he also I'll did. Go he was a presenter, uh, was on, I think on Discovery Channel, where he went and he went for the tiger fishing on the Congo River. Um, he did a whole thing, but, but I mean, it was catch and release with tiger fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but fly fishing for tiger fish, he's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he's gone trekking with the sand bushman and <laughs> he, he's just a complete madman, but he's, he's absolutely delightful. So go and have a look for those pictures. But this is, yeah, Shark Alley. Yeah, it's, it's quite scary swimming with sharks, especially if they think that you're a a seal and you're <laughs> swimming on the top which is why I don't mind diving with them because they don't and you can always just lie on the bottom because then they can't bite, bite you <laughs> that's easy enough it's when you're on the top that they think you well, yeah, as long as you've got yeah I don't free dive so um, and, no and, and while we're in the water remember I told you last week about Sarah Ferguson and the documentary that yes. was in America last week which went really well except the director who had asked us to promote the documentary landed up getting COVID so he couldn't go to his own documentary and shame and he can't come to South Africa for the premiere in South Africa because that's how he found out he had COVID he was doing the PCR test in order to visit the SA oh shame um, man but, but for everybody 
else who doesn't have COVID, it is going to be shown, it's called Against the Current, and it's mm -hmm. about her world record going around Easter Island, which is to raise awareness um, about plastic pollution. Yes. And I do have the dates here somewhere. Do you have the dates? I don't have the dates. Oh, no, I, I do have the dates. October oh, the 30th. Yes, October the 30th in Durban. Durban. And November the 4th in Cape Town. And it's narrated Absolutely. by Matthew Modine. Do you remember him from oh, Full Birdie. Metal Jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I would suggest everybody go and actually, you know, put your hand up and say, yeah, 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 look what our fantastic people are doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, Cape Epic, talking about doing <gasps> people doing epic yes. things. Yeah, Wasn't so I mean, great? like. Yeah, it is one of my favorite cycle challenges, I would say. Um, it is absolutely divine. 620 and, uh, kilometers. Ugh. Yeah, no. No, my ex-husband did it. I just, you know, I this was year? an epic widow. No, 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 years ago. Oh, oh, please, oh you were an epic for years. widow. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> an epic widow. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, everybody goes in and on the first day, the first leg, and he did it as, well, with a friend, they were both photographers, okay, news photographers, and he phoned me after the first day going, I can't do this. I'm lying on a drip. And I said, you know what? I've been looking after you for the entire time, making sure that you are ready to go and do this. You will get off that bed and you will go and continue. You will. And he finished. I was very, very proud of that, oh, um, that fantastic. he actually got up and he went and did it. I know how grueling it is. The people who, if they do it once and they're addicted to it and they go and do it again, I think a lot of people might do it once and think, uh -uh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no, not happening again. Oh. But yeah, so Matt Beers won it. Um, yeah. Only the second South African ever to win. Yes, really, really special. And, and as they said, Barry Stander, who, who was the mm. other South African who won it twice and then unfortunately passed away. Yeah, they, got taken up by a taxi. Yeah. yeah, they said he would have been watching over and just have been so proud. It was just a, a great way back after after lockdown. Yeah, into the Cape Epic. Okay, now what is what is Joburg like? You've never seen it. I mean, I've seen Joburg at the moment. The jacarandas are just looking absolutely fabulous, doll. Whenever you go and stand on a high place and look down, the the plants and the, the flowers. You see, your daughters moment, should have listened. They should have listened when the jacarandas started flowering. <laughs> the exams are here. Um, yeah. So, so Joba, like you've never seen it, is uh, go watch it. It's on the site. It's a video by Red Bull, and they've brought over this free runner from Australia, um, mm -hmm. Dominic Di Tommaso. So, so I'm just so happy because so so basically. I'm happy because it's promoting Johannesburg around the world to yeah. a whole new set of of gamers, you know, people that play video games and, and people, you know, Red Bull addicts and everything. Mm. Um, so I think it's a really, really good thing. Promoting the City of Gold with, you see that Di Tomasio, he, he gets teleported, he's playing a video game and he gets teleported to Johannesburg to iconic Places so like mm -hmm. Gold Reef City and Soweto Theatre um, and Ponty, of course, which yes. has been cleaned up so beautifully by the people at La Lange. Oh, They've done an amazing oh, job, and it's amazing because it goes right down the middle of Ponty, and so you see him going through Joburg and the skyline and everything, and he's basically free running. You know, at times he's running up buildings and flipping over. Um, it's, oh, so he's like a parkour guy. Exactly. So no assistance whatsoever, jumping from building mm. to building over the stadium. It's really cool. And, and the whole time he's kind of hitting gold in, in the video game, you know. 
So, oh, did he go and jump off the the Soweto towers? Did he go and do the bungee jump? I did not see him do the bungee jump, but I did see what, him running on top of enough. the stadium. But maybe he did, and it wasn't filmed. Maybe he didn't okay. know. Maybe it was closed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he does not all look right. like a naff at all. He looks very cool. Well, it sounds very entertaining, I must say. I'll go and have a look at that. Now, talking about entertainment, um, what, I mean, Halloween, of course, you know, and I'm sitting here and going, I do not watch scary movies. And you've sent me a note saying, oh, this is the best horror movie thing to watch. I'm not going to be watching them. I'm just telling you now. Okay. Well, for people who do want to watch, there's a whole host of horror movies we've got listed that you can watch on Showmax. And then, I don't know if you know, but Chucky, you know, the scary doll is Mm. now a TV series. (laughs) So, Mm. So, okay, you can keep away from that one there's there's also a really scary south african movie coming where they said where every day is like halloween and i'm like oh I, I don't think i want to watch that one but it, it does look very scary and is it being set in kruger's dorp like you know where the the it's other thing by the same people it's by the oh, is it it's, yes yes not the not the real kruger's dorp people but the people who made the kruger's dorp tv series have yeah. made this it's the same minds so if you're into horror, I think it's going to tick all the boxes. If you're not into horror, on the 27th of October, the Vivort Miluna. Vivort a Millionaire. Okay. So say? basically the Afrikaans version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I'm like, why am I not working on this? Because I know the people who are making it's red pepper pictures. I thought the and I'm same. Saying, I thought you should be on it. Yeah. I want to set the questions. In my Afrikaans, it's my buyer buyer good. I don't want to be on it as a contestant. I want to set the questions yeah, because I play yeah. millionaire online every single day. I absolutely am exactly. obsessed with it. Yeah, I think so. that you should approach them. Um, because I did. I did think I did. of you. Oh. I said, Cecil, I want to work on the show, but they'd already started shooting. Tough. Oh, anyway, but maybe for the things. next season, because I'm sure it's going to do well. Um, the great thing is that South Africans abroad can watch it too. And mm-hmm. also that for South Africans in South Africa, it's on DSTV and it's on at the same time as it's on CakeNet. So oh, okay. there's no waiting. It's immediate. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, gosh. Look at the time. Can we believe this? All right. So what have you got coming up on the site for next week? Um, uh, very, very quickly, we're going to have a, a three-day birding safari that's happening at Shamwari later in November to coincide with Birding Big Day. And there's, mm-hmm. there's officially 250 types of birds there and unofficially over 300 visit. So it's, it's beautiful, beautiful. And we've got some stunning pictures of the birds if you can't actually make it to the safari. And then just for you, I've been following this guy who's a donkey whisperer for the NSPCA. They, they haven't Aww. called him a donkey whisperer, but I just keep seeing him doing donkey stuff. So I think, I think he's a beautiful donkey whisperer. I love donkeys. Little neddies. They are my favorite things. I absolutely adore them. Mm. I want my own one. And then you and I are going to go and do the Camino and we're going to take a donkey with us. That's it. But we we're won't put that. anything heavy on him. We'll carry. No, In fact, we'll, we'll carry, carry him when he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine that happening. <laughs> anyway, so those are all of the stories that are happening. Well, not all of the stories. The, all those stories are happening on sapeople.com on Facebook and on the website, of course. Get along, have a look at them. If you've got anything you'd like to suggest or put forward to Jenny as well, don't forget, admin at sapeople.com is the email address. But you can always go and post things on Facebook as well. And uh, keep an eye out for those upcoming stories. And, um, yeah, 
let's go outside and just find all the good and beautiful things. There's so much negativity in the world. Who needs that? Uh, especially for me. I mean, I'm sitting here and looking at Jenny's beautiful face, and it always makes no, me feel so much better. <laughs> she's wearing a South African scarf. I'm going to put a picture of you up with that as well because she's wearing she's she's wearing a t-shirt and a scarf. I mean, come on, really. <laughs> I just did it to support. <laughs> well done, you. Appreciate that. Okay, Jen, have a fantastic week. We'll catch up again with you next week. Everybody else, of course, get onto the site. Go and check things out and, and let's let's just go out there and be kinder to one another. All right, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.